Reflections from Torch Trust, focusing on Christian faith and sight loss. Hello and a warm welcome to Reflections, the show from Torch Trust which focuses on faith and disability in today's world. I'm your host, Marilyn Baker, and we have a great show lined up for you today. If you were listening earlier this month, you might have heard Reverend David Palmer speaking about the Elderberries Community Gardening Project, a fresh expression of church which combines the good old outdoors with new ways of sharing faith. Well, David is joining us again today to tell us about another exciting community initiative he's involved with. Now, I wonder if this song will give you a clue as to what it's all about. Every nation in creation has its favourite drink. France is famous for its wine, its beer in Germany. Turkey has its coffee, and they serve it black of an ink. Russians go for vodka, and England loves its tea. Oh, the factories may be roaring, with the boom a lack a zoom a lack a wee But there isn't any roar when the clock strikes four Everything stops for tea Oh, a lawyer in a courtroom In the middle of an alimony plea Has to stop and help him pour When the clock strikes four Everything stops for tea It's a very good English custom Though the weather be cold or hot when you need a little pickup, you'll find a little teacup will always hit the spot. You remember Cleopatra had a date to meet Mark Antony at three. When he came an hour late, she said, you'll have to wait, for everything's up for tea. Oh, they may be playing football, and the crowd is yelling, kill the referee. But no matter what the score, when the clock strikes four, everything stops for tea. Well, I quite fancy a cup of tea myself now. So what's England's national beverage got to do with Christianity? David and our producer Grace are here to explain all. So David, last time you were on the show, you spoke to us about the wonderful Elderberries Community Gardening Project. Um, but that's not your only project, is it? Can you tell us a bit of the background behind Tea at Three? Tier 3 really comes out of my experience with Torch and with my mother and also the way that the society is developing, uh, the demographics of our society. There are now more people over the age of 17 than there are under 17. We are an increasingly older population. And I work also with an organization called BRF, which is the Bible Reading Fellowship, they have a network of what's called Anna Chaplains who work with older people across the country, across the whole, whole of the UK. And uh, Debbie Thrower, who was a former Radio 2 presenter, uh, says to me, and I would agree with her in our conversations I had with her, that what we do as Anna Chaplains and our work with older people is very countercultural and very counter church hmm. because so many churches are really keen and and rightly so and they appoint youth workers and children's workers to engage with the youth of the day but i always say to her and i always say to any church leader well what about the older people how are we caring for them where uh, is the leadership 
um, who are care for us, value of them and hearing their stories and honoring them. Uh, many have been warriors, have been business leaders, have been teachers, have been professors, etc. How do we honor them? How do we value them rather than seeing them as a hindrance or an obstacle within our church life? And uh, this is really what's driven me to sort of think about tier three. Excellent. And so what exactly is tier three? How does it work? Tier three um, is sort of a cross between sort of cafe church and messy church. Um, it's not not really like a torch meeting at all, but it's very, it's very different uh, in that, again, we are attracting a lot of people who can't get to church, who have left church, who are being part of a church um, many years ago as a, as a child or as a young adult. But um, we do it in a way that really is accessible for them to come along. It's once a month, uh, the last Sunday of the month. And we put on a really lovely program for them with uh, singing some of the old songs, but also usually uh, some, some hymns, uh, again, around a particular theme for the afternoon. Uh, some activities, quizzes, or practical uh, activities we do. We always lay on a lovely homemade tea. A speaker who comes along and shares their experiences about uh, their particular career or their particular interest, whatever, but also weaving in how that's been impacted by their own Christian journey. When the solid ground is falling out from underneath my feet Between the black skies and my red eyes, I can barely see And when I'm feeling like I've been let down by my friends and my family I can hear the rain reminding me In the eye of the storm, you remain in control
And I just don't know how I'm gonna make ends meet I did my best, now I'm scared to death That we might lose everything And when a sickness takes my child away And there's nothing I can do My only hope is to trust you I trust you, Lord In the eye of the storm In the middle of the war, you guard my soul. You alone are the anchor when my sails are torn. Your love surrounds me in the eye of the storm. And that was Eye of the Storm by Ryan Stevenson. We'll be hearing more from David later in the show. But now I'd like to welcome Reverend Hannah Jeffrey to the show once more. If you were listening last week, you'll have heard the final episode in her series on retreats. Today we have a mini bonus episode for you, with Hannah's reflections on being centred. Over to you, Hannah. I'm recording this while at the end uh, of a walk I've been on this morning and so if I'm a bit out of breath uh, you'll have to excuse that. Uh, but as I was walking this morning I, I set off uh, not that long after seven o'clock and the sun was only just uh, starting to come up um, and so it was still quite quite dim but, but actually striking. It was a, that striking kind of ready orange colour as, as it always is when it first starts to rise and I noticed that although it wasn't um, the sun wasn't in the direction in which I was walking I kept turning my eyes uh, and even my head to, to, to look at it because it was it was captivating me and I'd walk a bit more and then I'd turn again I'd like keep refocusing if you like keep recentering my gaze on the rising sun and uh, I, I kind of noticed that and pondered it for a bit and then I began to listen to um, the prayer app Lectio 365 that's a really helpful app to help you to pray and to start the day and as I was listening um, I prayed the prayer that always starts at the beginning of that app and it, it uses the words recenter my scattered senses upon the presence of God and that word recenter jumped out at me in a way it hasn't done before and I think it was because I'd just been reflecting about how I kept recentering my gaze on the rising sun. And that, of course, uh, set off a bit of a thought trail and, and helped me to think a little bit about, well, how do I recenter my gaze on God? And do I constantly recenter? Of course, we need to recenter our gaze on God because life is so full of other things. If you anything like me, your day can just disappear in a flurry of activity and things to do, people to see, conversations to have, meals to cook, whatever it might be, whatever kind of 
duties you have to perform in your own life. And um, if we're not careful, God doesn't get that much of a look in. And uh, I felt challenged afresh today to to consciously find moments in every day to recenter, just to stop for a few moments and to recenter my gaze on the presence of God. That might just be saying, okay, every time it gets to the hour, I'm going to stop, I'm going to pause just for 30 seconds, just to say again, Maranatha, come, Lord Jesus, and to focus my whole self on God. And who knows what may come? Maybe I'll suddenly be reminded of something to give thanks for. Maybe I'll be reminded of something to say sorry for. Maybe I'll be reminded of someone to pray for. We can all be really good, and some of us will be better than others, but we can all be good at having set times of prayer, maybe a bit like I do first thing in the morning. But I wonder what we're like at constantly, continually through the day, recentering ourselves on God. I'm going to make that a challenge for me today and for the rest of this week and hopefully for the days and weeks and months and years to come to consciously at set moments of every day be recentering my focus on God. Why don't you do the same and see what happens.
And that was Carrie Job with Be Still My Soul. Let's go back to David and Grace now to find out more about Tea at Three. What inspires you for these meetings? What has helped shape them and how they work? I've been over my 35 years as a Christian to many Christian events. And quite frankly, many have been really shabby and poor. And so I thought, well, if we're going to do this, we need to do it well, because we value the people who come along. Mm. Uh, I'm, I was I getting tired of, sort of seeing chipped, chipped plates and crockery coming out and all sorts of different shades and colours at church <laughs> events. <laughs> I got some funding from a local charity and I bought uh, a brand new crockery. Mm. I bought the cake stands, I bought lovely tablecloths and flower vases and we make it a really wonderful afternoon for our seniors and uh, we don't charge them with any donations they want to give us but we always have sufficient money to cover uh, for the for the operation we do admittedly get our hall free and but what is also key uh, in this is access to two buses run by a gang and a local charity who transport the majority of people to and fro from their homes and flats. Without them, we, we probably couldn't operate uh, effectively. 
even before the first lockdown, uh, we started out with eight and we were, we were totally about 35, touching 40 people mm. were coming along. And almost without exception, every month we were seeing newcomers coming to the door, um, which is amazing. And I know that Tier 3 has extended beyond the original idea you had for it. Can you tell us a bit about that? Two years ago, we, we put around a questionnaire to our guests saying, well, what are some of the big questions you are wrestling with at the moment about faith, about God, about life? Hmm. And all sorts of answers came back. We, we sort of sieved these down a bit and we came up with about probably nine questions people were, were voicing. And we put on, uh, on a Friday morning in a separate location, uh, an opportunity to explore some of those questions using scriptures, using hymns or other literature, uh, poetry, again, to discuss and explore in depth some of those questions. Mm-hmm. That then sort of developed into an alpha course, uh, a shortened alpha course we did. And then we then morphed that into a... Uh, a very informal Bible study group for about nine people um, at a sort of community room in a sort of independent living venue uh, in the town here. Um, so that that's again exciting, just helping people take people further on in their understanding, their appreciation of God and, and the Christian faith. Yeah, that's fantastic. Very different ways of, as you've said, doing church and reaching people sort of in in a way that works for them rather than expecting absolutely it. yeah that's right there's yeah. an expectation that people will come however big the noise or however big the speaker is they will come into our church buildings well actually they won't mm. because it is it is too alien we have a whole culture of language uh, that we expect people to buy into understand when they come to into a church building yeah so this is a very different approach um helping people who are who are not used to uh, that culture, but coming into a place where they can explore. Uh, and of course, it's relational as well. I spend a lot of time during the week, particularly with the guys from Elderberries, sitting in a cafe, chatting, praying with them. Uh, if they're having a bad day, they give me a call and we go and have a coffee. My, my coffee bill is exorbitant. <laughs> 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 and just you know just talk through some of the issues they're going through and i think that's what it's all about and i think just being available for people to to talk and to listen to them and to, if it's appropriate to pray with them i see my my role is more in the community um being being out there in the community just um finding finding out where god is already at work and, and basically joining in that's mission where's god already at work how can we partner with them? That's brilliant. I think sometimes people think mission has to be somewhere very far away or something massively different from anything you've known. But actually, mission can be very local. It can be right on your doorstep already. But the need is there. So that's brilliant. Absolutely. Thank you so much for telling us about this. I mean, that's really wonderful to, to just to hear about, to know that people are doing things like that so relational and so open and creative that's really wonderful Mm. so thank thank you so much for speaking with me today pleasure 
And that was When God Ran by Benny Hester. I'm sorry to say that we're all out of time for today. If you'd like to learn more about Tea at Three or the Elderberries Gardening Project, please contact us for David's details. The number to call is 01858 438 260 or you can email info at torchtrust.org. You can also get in touch with us about anything you've heard on the show or any of Torch's services. So once more, that's 01858 438 260 or info at torchtrust.org. If you'd like to know more about Anna Chaplancy, as mentioned by David, just listen to our show on February the 6th, where we interview Debbie Thrower, the very first Anna Chaplin. Finally, if you'd like to catch up on previous episodes of Reflections, head to your preferred podcast platform and search for Reflections from Torch Trust. Until next week, from me, Marilyn and everyone on the Reflections team, goodbye and God bless. You've been listening to Reflections from Torch Trust. Torch Trust.